Hello and welcome to another ISIS Energy podcast. I'm Ed Cox, editor of our Global LNG Output, and I'm joined today by Renyana Kaushal, our European LNG expert in London, and by Ruth Lau, who is in Houston and who is our America's LNG editor. Good morning to you both. Hi. Hi, Ed. So it's a really clearly a lot of focus at the moment on LNG, additional supply coming online, first US exports starting soon, and a lot of interest in delivering into the European market with its traded hubs and large volume of receiving capacity. But does Europe need the LNG? These are some of the things we're going to talk about today. And let's start, Ruth, by talking to you. You're hearing a lot from US sellers about interest in Europe and sales. Give us an update on what you've heard. Yeah, absolutely. This is a really interesting time because when you know these first contracts were signed from Sabine Pass, Freeport, Cameron, all the projects that are now under construction, uh, the LNG world looked pretty different. Everyone expected that some of the LNG would be going to Asia where there was the highest demand and highest uh, prices. Now, fast forward to 2015, 2016, and uh, the Asian prices have weakened, demand has fallen off, and now the U.S. LNG sellers are looking to Europe as the next best bet to place these volumes. Today, we've just seen an agreement by uh, South Korean incumbent Kogas and EDF Trading uh, on an LNG capacity agreement where Kogas would be able to place its volumes into Europe. And a lot of the details were not disclosed, but certainly this is uh, an avenue where U.S. uh, capacity holders will be looking to Europe. Sure. And in terms of Europe, I mean, what's so attractive? Obviously, the location, the proximity there. What are the sellers saying to you? I mean, why is Europe such a kind of focal point for them for the next few years? Well, European terminal capacity has been underutilized, um, so certainly there's a lot of different receiving points, but, you know, like you said, if Europe actually needs the LNG, I think that'll be a different story. Now, if there is an option, an opportunity for perhaps a Japanese trading company or a European seller to place these cargoes from the U.S. to Europe, then perhaps it would be a good option for them. And the U.S. Henry Hub price still looks to be quite attractive in the long run, given that there's so much supply due to shale. So even if you consider shipping as, you know, a bit of a sunk cost, at least to get it into Europe, you know, there could be a margin there. There could be a margin, sure. But, Raniana, let's come to you. Um, The European market recently has been really weak. I mean, what are you hearing in terms of the fundamentals for the time being? um, Yeah, exactly uh, what you said. I mean, looking at the markets, the majority of the natural gas contracts were pushed on uh, at the NBP on Monday. And due to the weak demand and several LNG vessels, which are due to discharge, uh, they have suppressed the prompt uh, demand. And bearishness uh, at the front has actually filtered to the curve prices as well. So mild uh, winter and uh, a lot of LNG coming into the continent has actually put a lot of pressure on the prices on the TTF as well. So everything has filtered together into the continent. And if we are looking at the temperatures, forecasters such as WSI has said that temperatures across Europe uh, for the coming winter is expected to be two to five degrees above average, which again uh, brings in a lot of bearishness. on the whole, like uh, we are hearing a lot of reloads which are being offered, but uh, uh, the re- the time to do offer a reload and for the deals to actually take place, it take it ta- it's taking much longer because uh, the buyers have to be there. So we were hearing that a reload was likely from uh, Zeebrook uh, and from uh, Gate LNG terminal uh, by mid of uh, November. So we'll see when that happens as well. And Montua is also uh, is likely to carry out a reload. 
Right, sure. So in, in terms of prices, I believe we've, we've seen TTF prices in dollar terms go down to the mid fives for the rest of the winter. As you said, Qatari volumes, a bit reminiscent of 2009, 2010, they seem to be ramping back up to the NBP, which is already feeding through to the price sentiment for the rest of the winter. So this is maybe a short term phenomenon, but also on the far curve, yeah. prices are suppressed yes. just as this new volume comes online. Uh, yes. I mean, in terms of LNG deliveries, I would just like to add a small point that LNG deliveries into the various uh, Northwest European terminals have actually hit a four-year high in October, according to our ISIS LNG right. data. Yeah. So already, and that's before we see additional Australian and US capacity coming on within the next few months yes. uh, from, from what we hear. Mm. And of course, there is the new Dunkirk terminal, which is, we believe, soon to receive a first commissioning cargo around the turn of the year. There, Chenier from the US has something in place already. So it's this conflict perhaps between a buyer's and a seller's market. Um, maybe Ruth, just to come back to you um, before we finish, I mean, these prices now that are falling, you know, as I said, Really, from a buyer's perspective in Europe, you'd need to be paying something starting with a five to justify bringing a cargo in. Uh, do you think there's any op way that, that, that this, this remains the case in the midterm? Some of the US sellers might think twice about lifting the LNG and, or tr really trying to push it into another market if Europe stays at this kind of level. I think that uh, it's always going to be looking for a market where you can find the best value. Now, whether or not there's that question of the cargo loading or not, I think that's going to be a question to be considered, certainly, but uh, that's not the sentiment that I'm getting for the first year. I do think that the first cargoes will be loaded, given that that, you know, Henry Hub remains to be attractive. Now, certainly we would see more of an upward pressure from the U.S. gas price, whether or not that's because of, you know, the increase industrial demand, uh, exports to Mexico. That could be the case, but given the supply fundamentals, um, I think that those are still a bit of an uncertainty. And I think what's also attractive for the European market is that you've got these growing uh, liquid hubs, such as the TTF, that uh, is making the, these kind of agreements more comfortable so that you can have trading companies with US LNG volumes be able to place them into Europe and hedge around those positions. So I think it's that flexibility that they're really uh, attracted to and looking for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot to digest here. We will very closely be following what happens with Chenier with their first lifting from Sabina Pass when the first cargo comes into Dunkirk and that spread between the Henry Hub and, and NBP and TTF that you talked about, Ruth, which is certainly coming back into focus. So thank you both very much. Um, this has been a, another ISIS Energy podcast. For further information on our reports and products, visit our website on isis.com.